Swoosh Life Podcast. Season 3. Back like Jay-Z said Mike was, wearing the 4-5, episode 45. We're coming at you. <laughs> We're coming at you. We're back. Swoosh Life Podcast is here today. I don't know if I like this look on YouTube, so we're going to switch it back to our normal look. There we go. Um, but welcome back to the Switch Life Podcast. We are here. We're ready to get rolling. Boys, how are we doing out there? Doing great. Doing great, boys. It's good to see you after a little break, after a couple of weeks. Gumby, you look a little brighter. Did you put a little makeup on today or I got, what? I got a little makeup. I'm YouTube a little O-ring, O-ring makeup session? Yeah. So YouTube ready. Go watch us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, smash that follow button, get the bell on. I don't know. We're not YouTubers. We're podcasters. Uh, but also, subscribe and listen to us on anywhere you can find your podcast. So, uh, feeling good, looking good. Swung the sticks this weekend, boys. Went out and played some simulator golf. Don't go to a simulator with five people. Especially <laughs> Too people, many? Especially the people that don't know how to play golf. I, you want to... Fun you know, time. Did it just become a long drive competition? Fun time, great time. Like, really appreciate the the invite and everything like that. Really appreciate the company with with everyone. Um, but I I we got through four holes in oh. three hours. Like, it's just it was bad. Yeah. I, maybe we got through six, but it was. Were the carts was, broken on the simulator? Why was <laughs> it so long? No, because they when you don't know how to play golf, it take, they take like you know. Up the fairway. Oh, there's no, uh, there's no picking up. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was interesting, but it was fun. And I think I'm going back out on the in- indoor range on Wednesday. So nice. um, weekends for you guys. Matt, I know you've been all over the place. Crazy busy. Cra- crazy busy. But you know what I want to know about simulators? Have you ever like seen how to like tap into the menu on a golf cart? To yeah. like, you know, yeah. take the governor off and go. I wonder if there's like a cheat code, like in a simulator. Like if you hit the ball backwards, does it like automatically go in the hole or something? I, I'm telling you, if the simulator was correct and it had like ball speed numbers and stuff like that, I'm spinning like my driver uh, spin rate was like over three thousand, which I don't like, but like it's not it's not terrible, but it's not like great. I'm definitely losing some distance, um, but yet. I hit like a 280 drive. Like I don't hit 280 drives. I hit like 260 like drives. So I'm intrigued if that is the case. It's really the three wood. The three wood was a rocket the other day. So uh, I hit I hit one that was like two 240. <laughs> I was like, what? So if those numbers are correct, man, I'm ready. I'm ready for the season. And we got all that snow two weeks ago. And when you guys were talking, I think we got more over the last like week. And um, it's gone already. <laughs> like it's, it is I, gone. I, I will, I will temper your expectations just with a quick story of my own. Is that you, you're always going to hit the ball farther in a simulator because you're hitting off of a hard mat, so there's more compression. And, and it's, it's what I've talked about. I got, I got out for nine. So on a tee. Yeah, drivers on a tee. So drivers pretty legit. I, I I'm with you on that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I I, t- I thought I figured my irons out. I told everybody my irons were great. I got out for nine. It was super windy, and um, yeah, I just don't know how to golf. I I don't. That's it. I've come to the conclusion after playing well, this game for fifteen years. Can't just switch, can't do it. You can't switch irons this year either. I know. 
This is this is very concerning. Any type of wind, this thing is getting knocked down. So I don't know, but we'll be okay. But speaking of, we'll be okay. I feel like we can finally score and talk about what's coming up. Gummy, your favorite majors coming up. Oh my gosh, we can finally score these things. We've talked about them a couple episodes. Now's the time to score the Masters releases. Now today on this episode, we are going to score the NXT which was uh, shockingly uncovered by an LPGA star posted that she got them. She was rocking these. Um, there's an image of the Victory Tour uh, 3. It looks like that is going to be the official name, according to rumors. And then the Air Max 1, which was on the sneaker news and places like that. So we're going to we're gonna score these, talk through each one. I feel like we should, I think, Gumby, I'm going to let you pick, because this is your major. This is your release. Where do you want to go with this? Which, which one are we starting with? Yeah, so, I mean, I've already started putting together my master's menu um, for internal purposes and external at the office and stuff. Uh, fun fact, at the office, my boss actually bought the master's pack that that, master, that the actual master's is selling. So we will have official um, master's stuff in office for our office party that we normally that I normally throw. Awesome. So I'm very excited about that. Um I, I want to start with the newest one that we've seen, which is, um, I think the the Victory Tour three maybe is is maybe the newest. That's what everybody's calling it. They're so calling it's a three. I mean, it would kind of, make sense. There's not a lot of two point five, one point five iterations yeah. in golf. So I want to start with that one because that one seems to be like the most basic uh, of them, and then we'll kind of go to Keith's favorite, and then and then back to my favorite a little bit. So. Um, but that seems to be the most basic one. The upper is mostly all that white. Looks like suede a little bit. Um, there's a little bit of that peachy, yellowy orange on the heel cap. Um, on the bottom, there's that green coming through um, from the eyelets um, on the AM1 and stuff like that that's coming through on the, the inside. Um, the sock liner. Yeah. Yeah. And everything. So, but we have the, the always fresh um, sticker carrying over through all three of them um and the black nike at least a solid on the, the vt3 um and the am1 not solid um on the next percent so that is interesting as well but overall love the details on these um and super excited uh to see three versions of them you know we got the am1 a while ago now over a month ago i think um and seeing that out was like great but now to see the other two pop up um is is really really cool keith your thoughts on on the next percent Ooh. it's one of my favorites so far because i'm not 100 percent sold on the new colorways of the ne next percents there that came out for this year so throwing a yellow you know with the suede on there i am I'm sold on this one. This, you know, I hope to grab it when it comes out. I'm a big fan. You know, it's something different than having like a, a blue upper, or I'm sorry, a white upper or a black upper in your traditional white and black, even though I love the love that because it just goes with anything. But man, the yellow just makes it pop. The Georgia Peaches, the design. I think Nike is already starting off hitting the ball out of the park with a major release right here with the Masters coming up in a couple weeks. I I don't know. I, I love it. I really do. So I 
the the NXT the next percent almost too much tangerine for me. I'm sorry, and I don't know if it's tangerine because... or yellow. It, it's it's yeah because I consider tangerine more of the orange, and I don't think there's enough orange in it. I don't think there's enough peachy. It just feels peach, yeah, too yellow. At least on the AM one, yeah. you've got like these roundedness that like this these little patches that push Jeez. up and push in that round that yep. shoot a little bit more because it's like shading on it. The that next percent just almost gets to too flat of yellows in some spots. I we agree. I almost wish that the that toe the, the the toe portion was like a different shade or like an yeah. even darker shade, like to set yeah. it off, or even just go go black. And I think the thing that bothers me on the next percent is in the sock liner, it's white, and then that cuff that goes towards the back of the heel and around your ankle that is also white. So it's like it looks like you're wearing a rolled over sock yeah. for a second. Uh, you know, so the next percent. I dig it though. Like you know what? Like if you're a yellow person, I'm not a yellow person or an orange person. It, it's very loud. I like the contrast in the Air Max One, the way that they that they did that. Yeah. Now the the thing on the Victory Tour Three, if they're gonna pitch this as a white peach, like okay, this is the white peach. It's got like, and I wonder if like in person we're gonna get like a little bit more subtlety in this and like a little bit more of the orange and the peachiness will will kind of be seen through. So yeah, I. I don't know which way I'm going to go. I don't know which way I would like. I We're going to do ranking and scoring, so I don't know how we're going to rank these. Um, should I just go ahead and do my ranking now? Yeah, I, th- I think so. And I think, the, you know, we, we're showing them on YouTube. We want to make sure that we're talking to our listeners on podcasts as well. And yeah. and I think that the, the look up these pictures, see them on our Instagram, everything like that, the toe cap um, is what we're talking about on the next percent. That could be a little bit more orange. Uh there's not any like green elements coming through in the next percent other than that air bubble on the front on the forefoot. So, um, which is also, I mean, the air bubble in the Air Max one looks green and so are the eyelets. So I'm intrigued to see where it comes in on the next percent that, that, that little hint of green, because it's, it's definitely needed on it. I think it pulls in the rest of the piece of that little leaf kind of aspect of a peach. So, um, that's what those are my last like points about it. I, yeah, love, I love all of them. Like, for the next percent, yeah. you can kind of see in the pictures. And I know we haven't had like the full release of the, you know, all the sides of the shoe and stuff, but you can kind of see the bumps and bruises like on a peach in the next percent. Yeah. There's the reddish yeah. stuff. That's more, you can see that a little bit more than like on the, the AM ones. Now, I agree with you, Matt, on the AM ones, how it like almost like an ombre of the color kind mm-hmm. of thing coming through. The contrast the between the white that pops through on the toes and everything and the heel and even the the sole, you know, the midsole, um, really I think is what sets the AM one for me above it. But I'll let you we'll get into rankings and everything. On all of them, I believe too, the sole has the always fresh on each uh, foot. Um, so that is also a great detail. I'm intrigued to see what so- what the liners look like, the insoles. Um because of that is always like a little detail. Yeah. And I know that we got um, a closer look from Ryan Mullen um, on the AM 90s from the Players' Championship um, that when you pulled out the insoles, there was actually more to the treasure map underneath the insoles as well. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see if there will be anything more like that on these. I, I doubt it because I don't think there's anything like treasury to this. Um, but I'm, I'm still intrigued. I really like them. And they all have the 
like basket weave um, little patch on the tongue as well. The top yeah. so. I, I think the last two things is for me is I like how the produce sticker on the Victory Tour 3 goes over the swoosh a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I think I saw another picture somewhere. Somebody had a picture where you know the the swoosh is like you know cut around the produce sticker, so it looks cool. And I think you know what would be really cool on this next percent if it comes with green laces. Oh, just do green laces that. with it. Yeah, and I I think that would set it off. So yep. the interesting thing here is I don't think my scores are gonna go in line with my rankings. If that makes sense, so I'm just gonna kick. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna kick it off. So here's my rankings. Number one, the shoe that I am most likely to buy. Number one, Victory Tour 3. Yeah. I just feel like the white peach, for me, it's going to go with more of the stuff that I have in my wardrobe. And it's a spiked Nike shoe. So I'm going to play the heck out yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay, so that's number one for me. Number two would be Air Max 1. Uh, number three would be the NXT. So let's just do the let's do our rankings first. Yeah. How about that? And then we'll go to Keith. Keith, what are, what are your rankings on these? Well... I love how we all like a different shoe out of these. Yeah, three. I agree. Cool. And it's I not agree. like, this is not everybody out there. This is not scripted at all. <laughs> no. We just go through, we set everything up what we're going to talk about each episode, but we all love every different shoe that Nike comes out with. It's it's cool. And we, you know, I think that's why we jive. But number one, next percent, Matt, screw you. Come on. <laughs> I am surpri- not surprised how how much you have taken to the next percent, but I remember like last year you getting it, you liking it a little bit, and then it like slowly has increased in popularity. I think for you for like overall shoes that you've yeah. probably worn like yep. ever through Nike, which is really cool to like see. And so it's it's kind of a no brainer going there. But I I I love that that you that you like it so much, you know, as yeah. well. So. And I love the fact that, like, like I said, the upper is not black or white. It's just like a new color. You know, I was hoping the gray, the gray ones that came out. I wish the, the pink wasn't there. I'm not a big pink person, but um, I'm sold on these ones. Like I said, number one, uh, next percent. I'm gonna go right in order. Number two, BT three, and number three, sorry, Gumby. I love the Air Maxes, but I'm just gonna go three with the AM ones. Yeah. I uh, I can respect that. I can respect. I can, as as I know you as a golfer and a and a in your golf style, I get that. I get that for sure. And I'm with ranking, Matt. Sorry, Gumby. I'm with Matt with the cleated bottom though. Yeah. When you exactly. get next percent, it's kind of cleated, but the victory is full cleat. Yeah. My ranking. I don't think this is a surprise to anyone, especially someone that loves color and you know. It's Air Max week. We got a whole rankings of Air Maxes coming up later in the show. Uh, AM1 is my top one, is my number one. I think the contrast just beats the rest of them. Um, and I'm just, I just am loving those. So mainly because it's a shoe that I can wear out and about. Like I like the yellow and the orange spring, summer day, whatever. But also because it's a, like you can wear that in the office. I just talked about my master's party. Every year, I'm wearing those every year to the master's office party, no doubt. So uh, excited about that. Stick with color going to next percent, and then uh, the VT3 um, in my third place. So um, I like white peach as a drink. Not sure if I like it as a shoe. And I like white shoes, too. You know, so, I know. That's the surprising uh, thing. But you know I, what? The, it looks, the... It's too, fu- too off-white for me, I think. It looks, you know, like... 
it looks like I'm going to get them super dirty compared to like, like, I don't know how I'm going to clean these. That's you know exactly I mean? See, and that's why I like it because I don't like all white shoes. And that's why like, they get dirty. A little yeah. Bit. Like, like the barely volt victory tour twos that I talk about all the time, yeah. the corks, yeah. right? Like I, I absolutely love that. So how would you, how would you score these now? So we know how you've ranked them. What are the scores you're giving to these three shoes? So I'm guessing the AM one's a 5.0. Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes I'm like like a pizza review guy, and I and I won't give a five to anything. But these are, I wish I remember exactly what I gave lobsters last year, the AM the AM ninety lobsters because I think if I gave it a five, then this is a five. Yeah, like I, uh, it's it's just like a my daughter's bedroom nursery is all peach themed like i'm tempted to just put these in a case and just put them in her room <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm tempted to get the kids version of them for her so uh that's that's the five for me um my second place was the next percent i would say they're a good like they're a good 4.6 like they're up there like they really are, are i'm intrigued to see i don't think we've seen the the souls of those and i think they would have them um the always fresh on it but and then again i don't think there's anything wrong with the vt3s they just, they just fall into my third spot and i would i'd still give them like a good 4.1 so they're still up there you know yeah i'm right with you i'm i'm a big fan of the am1 so this might sound weird but i think it's gonna be my highest ranking out of the out of the three um numbers wise like i would give just because of the design and the more we more of us talking about it and looking at it more how the colors break up and how you can see like like i said like the ombre color of the peach on the shoe the front toe there and everything i would give the am ones uh a 4.8 it's a high score for me but i really 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 enjoy them next percents i'd probably give a 4.5 and the vt3s i'd give a 4.0 just maybe a little bit more color just yeah. a little bit more color in there. See, and that's see, that's what I was talking about. Is like the rankings because the right. style of the shoe and yes. like the wearability of the shoe right. is going to affect our rankings and like our buying decisions. Whereas the score is going to be different. Now, the one thing I'll say is like, man, did they knock it out of the park in terms of like these will be a collection that is very desirable. Like the lobster thing, like when they nail something like this, like this is the kind of shoe that becomes a collectible that people will wear year after year and like brag about having. Like, like, no offense to, like, I think about the winged foot ones, right? Where they just kind of printed the logo all over. Yeah. Nobody really brags about wearing the, the winged foot ones, right? But then, like, the tie-dyes in San Francisco, people love those. Yeah. You know, uh, the lobster from last year, like, they crushed this one. So people will be bragging about these for a very long time. So uh, my highest-ranked one is the Air Max 1. I'm giving it a 5-0. And here's why I'm giving it a 5-0 is because I think about would I do anything different on the shoe? And the answer is no. They they nailed it. It's perfect. I, I'm i with you, Gumby. The, my thing about the Air Max 1, I haven't played in it yet. So mm -hmm. if I can confirm that like I wouldn't slip in it, like that, then like the playability goes through the roof for me, right? Like right. Uh, NXT. I'm going to rank my Victory Tour 3 a 4.6 with a caveat. If... It, please release these Nike, by the way. Please release these because we didn't yeah. get like a lot of Victory Tour twos. I don't. Did we get any Victory Tour two major editions last year? I don't think we did. I don't, I don't believe so. They I were out there. there. They got to the market. They're they out got there. To people. But... I know that one chef that you follow, Matt, got one. 
Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, so, three pieces but, of pecan got him, and he was, yeah. you know, giving them away, but they weren't my size, so I didn't enter. But, uh, you know, I will say this. I will say if, if the ombre effect is there, Keith, or what if, what if there's like those magic pillows, and when you brush them one way, <laughs> they're like you brush them the other way i mean that's gonna be a five five you know i'm just i'm throwing out nonsense every single one of these episodes but <laughs> yeah this one's a four six for me and then the nxt if it comes with an extra set of laces that are green so i can really make this thing pop like i'm probably like a three eight on these uh so yeah man i'm really excited about this one now what i know a lot of people are not excited about and we're going to transition to a little equipment talk here is the rollback of the ball big news in social media this past two weeks a little bit of that tour talk uh before we go to break guys the ball is going to be rolled back now i'm not going to go through all the specifics because i didn't bother to read it uh in fact brandel shambly made a post and i just decided he made a post using rory swing from the pga championship so i just decided to put my signature song on top of that because i'm like okay brandel not going to read this just going to listen to hall of fame um <laughs> but the question is we're finally talking about bifurcation, right? Like the pros are going to play a certain type of ball. Amateurs are going to have their type of ball. Good for the game, bad for the game. Give me all your thoughts. And I want to go to our resident professional golfer here, <laughs> Mr. Keith. What do you think about the ball rollback? Oh, you know what? I caught up a little bit about it today. Just to see what's going on with it. And I'm just like, and then, Gummy brought up a good thing like baseball does. There's different baseballs out there. You know, there's a souped up baseball and not a souped up baseball. You know, I'm like, and I'm talking to him about like, there's there's not a souped up football and there's not like a souped up hockey puck or anything that or basketball or anything. So it's just like golf's an individual sport. And I feel like these guys that are on tour, all these guys are playing professionals. They have played everybody plays with the same equipment, same ball. And I feel like if you're going to be the best of the best, you know, and you have to, you have to work your way up to be the best of the best. So I don't, you have to also, you have to swing your own swing. So I don't think rolling back a ball is really going to do too much. Nowadays, the ball changing back in like Oh two Oh three era and stuff like that. People are hitting the ball further. I just saw the stat that the average went up from, uh, 275 yards to 297 yards, almost a 20 yard difference with the new technology and everything like that. But let's not forget a lot of these guys now are in shape. They can swing faster. We're gonna, I'm going to bring up Bryson for a second, but he's swinging out of his shoes, pounding the ball. You think redesigning a golf ball, he's not going to hit the ball 320 anymore. These guys are still going to hit balls you know they might not carry 320 but the rollouts and stuff the courses are still going to roll out and and still play the same way so as you can tell i'm probably not a big fan of this you know i go back and forth between balls you know pro v1s tp5s uh the bridgestone uh xs you know the tour and for me the way i strike the ball and everything i can feel Sometimes Keith freezes when we're doing these, and so we'll pick up for him that he can feel the difference a little bit. Um, and yeah, I for me the ball thing is is interesting. I wonder if Nike brings balls back because then they can compete with a little, you know, bring back in and everything. Um, but also like there's 
a lot of the players are playing the same ball on tour. Tylus is is the big like get and uh, on tour and welcome back Keith. You can finish your uh, oh, finish your your statement um, on on all things. But I also don't think, I already forgot. <laughs> but I don't think that the ball changes swing speed like and and club head speed and stuff like that. And that's where people are getting their numbers from a lot now. Is that they're trying to hit. 200 they're trying to hit 190 like like that's like big like ball speed numbers that that's different that's what's allowing distance on tour not the ball sometimes you know um because everyone is playing the same ball like you have kisner you have kevin kisner playing the same ball as as you know bryson like Bryson's going to be further along because his swing speed is much faster than a Kevin Kisner. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things where that I don't know how much it's going to matter. And then I'm intrigued to see what it does like spin and stuff like that, because I think that's what like they rather have. That's what they use a different ball for is always spin around the greens and ball flight, whether you want it lower, you want it higher, all of that stuff. And, and, and the softness, I think, is what you were alluding to, Keith, is, is yeah. the softness of a, of a certain ball versus hardness. So, right. um, yeah, I, I don't know what it's going to do. I, I don't think it's going to do much. Um, and I don't think we'll see it past two years. Yeah. Um, so, for us amateurs, it's not going to do much. Right. So when you go to a golf store or anything like that, are you going to – everybody wants a Pro V1, right? Everybody wants a Pro V1. And everybody wants – whatever, <laughs> the top-of-the-line ball. Matt, make it fun of me on there. Come on. <laughs> no, I, I'm just, yeah, no, everybody knows Pro V1, number one ball in the game. That's what right. everybody, everybody I, Nobody goes in the woods and comes out with a Volvic and like, oh, I found a Volvic, right? right. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But I'm like, if you see those on the shelf and stuff, like, are you still, yeah, they might be a little cheaper or whatever like that, but I feel like you see these top guys, a lot of people play what these top guys are playing. And it's going to be tough to switch people to a, I don't know, like a distance ball, but. I don't know, that's that's just the three of us talking about it. But like I like I said, the biggest thing I think these guys still have to swing their own swing. There's more guys in shape for golf than ever before. Tiger changed this. He started working out. His swing was so powerful. You see all these guys coming up now. McElroy, you know, Bryson, you know, Kepka. Like it just you see these guys in shape. The swings are so smooth. They're pounding ball, perfect impact. The ball's still gonna fly. Whatever ball you give them, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I think for me, the interesting thing is, like, th- this distance debate has been going on. And, and I'll get – okay, here's a controversial take. Tiger-proofing courses help Tiger. <laughs> yeah. Making courses longer benefited the longer hitter, which was Tiger Woods. And and to your point, if you nerf the ball and everybody's ball goes the same, the the same distance or whatever you measure it by, right? Like, of course, like, like Bryson and Rory and these guys will still be the longer hitters. Like it's still going to be to their advantage. So the thing I didn't like was there was like this bad faith debate of like, well, what about, uh, what about for the guy that hits at 200 yards? What's he supposed to do? It's like the guy that hits at 200 yards plays mojos. Okay. That guy's playing top flight gamers and pinnacles. (laughs) First off, okay, like the guy that hits a 200 is not spending 50 bucks a box on Pro V1s. Like, I'm sorry, like, that's just the way it is, right? Like, we've all seen it. So, I go back and forth. Now, the thing was, like, okay, so this this, distance debate has been raging on. They had to make a decision do we upset 
the all the club manufacturers that are out there or do we upset the ball manufacturers and there's less big name ball manufacturers than there are club manufacturers right so and that's probably the easiest thing and i would say this if if they end up splitting this where the pros are playing a certain ball will the endorsements look funny sure they will right but on the other end of it like if you go to clubs like we don't play the same clubs that the pros do like they can hot melt their stuff they can add lead weight lead tape they can have the 500 shafts they can get all the sick sickest stuff and we'll have ben from the tour van on he's on the he's on the guest list he's been on the guest list for some time he'll tell you are you buying the same type of product that you could buy off the shelf yes do you have the same ability to customize that a professional does no right like they have way more Not even down to shafts you can't really like yeah it's it's unbelievable like the amount of options they have right so i'm i'm not saying if i had those options that i would hit the ball 160 ball speed right like no i'm right yeah, yeah you know yeah. The, but i'm just saying is that they will always have the advantage so i, I want to throw out some comments from our from our instagram stories here so justin whelan guest for next week quote couldn't give less of a blank so, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll have justin expand his thoughts when he's on the uh, show next week uh next episode next episode, yeah, next episode sorry yeah. cookie he said the pro would be maybe i'll lose less balls i won't scream for as much because my slice will go 125 yards instead of 175 yards um yeah cookie man i don't know what happened last four holes this weekend I'm slicing the ball all of a sudden, and I haven't sliced the ball in five years. Um, all right, LC6, amateurish BS for a professional business. Interesting. I think that's where Key's point was, was like, what other professional sport is doing this, right? What other professional sport is having a different ball for the pro side versus like, I guess you can make an argument that the NFL ball is different than the college football. Like – that is that is a yeah. thing but like and same thing like i said you can buy like a little league baseball and like dick sporting goods but like the mlb baseballs are tempered they're tacked like all of that stuff yes there are those similarities to this but it's not like i, I don't know a basketball is a basketball like Spalding is the official nba basketball i can go get that at dick sporting goods was the, or was yeah right like Wilson took that over. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I think I meant. Um, but like, but I also play could play a Nike basketball because you know that's my preferable thing. But the lines and everything and the dimples are probably pretty similar. There were were some ones where like there was a FIBA basketball and then there was an NBA basketball. I get that. So like maybe that's just what they're thinking from ball standards. Yeah. That, like this is the way like sort of pros do it, but like I don't know. It feels different. It doesn't it a football is a football. It's still you're gonna throw it, kick it, whatever. But quick point, like on the Wilson thing, because Wilson makes the Duke, which is the NFL ball, and they also make some of the depending on your conference, you might be playing a Nike football or the cup, but the college football is 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 thicker in the middle. And maybe that's why there's all these shitty quarterbacks. Like <laughs> like you got these guys that can't throw the ball once they get to the NFL. Well, like, why don't they just all play the same ball? It, it, I watched this and this is random, but I watched this guy on YouTube. His name is Michael Turk. He's a punter professional. Played at Oklahoma this past couple of years. His uncle was was Matt Turk, who was a you know punter in the NFL, and him talking about his like NFL process and him like trying to wear in 
his like the NFL balls, there's a whole like process on how they wear in like balls for just for punting and stuff. But I'm like, that's like it's fascinating to think that there is a, a different process for how you prep for the next level, yeah, due to the ball. And so, like, I guess that's where do they still at? allow that, or did they get rid of that when Brady started his whole deflate gate thing? No, because it's like the way that you like smooth the ball. Like the NFL balls are very smooth compared, like comparatively. Mm. So, and and same thing in like in punting, you want it to be smooth. You don't want dimples so that like aerodynamics flies. Um, but so I guess maybe that's where they're coming from. Like amateur side is going to play one ball, pro side is going to play another ball. But they're already technically probably playing a different ball, anyways. So, so this is my thing. Uh, S Benz four thirty nine is going to get comment of the show for me. S Benz four thirty nine. This is what I've been saying for a very long time. They could have just narrowed fairways and grown grass slightly fuller to reduce roll, right? Like that's the way you stop these guys from getting thirty yards of roll. Right. Is just make the fairways. Now, you could say it'll end up like Zoysia, uh fairways, like remember Bell Reeve, where they said the Zoysia, the ball will sit up more, and then the, it's like they're teeing up their irons all the time. But yeah, like if they don't get twenty yards of roll, and and that's the, to me that's the perfect like medium to slow down the game. Like growing the rough out, we've seen from U.S. Opens, it doesn't make for good tournaments. These guys can get injured more; they're gonna cry about it. Like just grow out the fairways a little bit. I that's Esben's. You got my comment to the show, and with that, we've reached the halfway point. So we're gonna do a quick read from Anchor, and then we'll catch you guys on the other side. And we are back. A uh, little fun fact. Thank you, Anchor, for being our sponsor. They're now called uh, Spotify for podcasters. So thank you, oh. podcasters. We probably should update the ad read. And Matt obviously does it better if you listen to our live show, <laughs> our last episode. Um, so we might just keep it in. You might be listening to me or to Matt, depending on wherever you're listening to podcasts. So, um, But thank you, Anchor, for what you were. And now what you are um, with Spotify for podcasters. So happy to be here with them. So, all right. Now we're here. Now we're at the big stuff. We are at what y'all came here for. Air Max Day is Sunday, March 26th. This upcoming Sunday. Um, and we love Air Max Day. Air Max is our, one of our favorite shoes here at the podcast. Um, and so... We want to do a bracket. And so we put it out on Instagram today when we're recording. You're listening to this on a different day. Um, and we got our top 16 Air Max shoes um, ready to show you guys. And what we'll do is we'll kind of go through it quickly on what won on Instagram. And then from there, through the polls, we will do we will figure out what then wins to be our top Air Max shoe um, for this week and everything. So... Are we ready, boys? I got a fancy little graphic. We'll do our best to explain it on um, when you're listening. Uh, but if you're not, go to YouTube. Watch this as well. It's really fun. So, yep. you ready? So yep. And I'll take you guys through that first round. Just to, And you guys, the fans, decided this first round. So this is completely by your voting. You're doing – you have nobody to blame but yourself. So Air Max Tournament, we kicked it off with the number one seed, Gumby's Air Max 1. Versus the Air Max Scorpion. Uh, moving on with 98% of the vote was the Air Max 1. So uh, resounding 
no uh no uh upsets on this one number two was the air max 95 which faced off against the number 15 seed air max 2017 full-length airbag there but it did not prevail so the the gray and the neon the different shades of gray move on with 65 percent of the vote was the air max 95 now the interesting one here so this is my top air max which is the air max 90 it was at a hundred percent it was dominating the air max plus three shutting it out until one lone vote came in from my brother danny cusack voted once for the air max plus three which uh stole the hundred percent victory from the air max 90 but that moves on air max 97 was in a battle with the 13 seed the air max 270 but it moves on with 67%. It pulled off, pulled out late. And then the 512 matchup, the number five seed was the Air Max 96. And it got upset by the 12 seed, the Air Max 2090. Nick Spears doing a dance, 55 to 45 there. Chalk one up for the new guys, the newer silhouettes. The Vapor Max Flying It was the sixth seed. And it moves on with 61% of the vote over the Air Max 98. The Air Max 93, which before I joined this podcast, I didn't know it had such a loyal following, mm-hmm. dominates as the seven seed, 88% against the Air Max 96-2, which was our 10 seed. And then last but not least, my second and third favorite Air Max ended up in the 8-9 seed. I don't know how I did this to myself. <laughs> but uh, the Air Max tuned air which has had a renaissance at champs and foot lockers all around the nation. It's such a good shoe. I played every single sport in high school in this shoe and Gilbert Arenas wore this in an NBA game for a few games, but it loses 43% to 57% to Tinker's OG, the Air Max zero. So that is our first round recap, which you all decided. So thank you to everyone that voted and Gumby has a magnificent bracket to take us through. Let's try to, get it all updated and everything in real time live uh live look so let's get into this bracket here so we we talked about this uh briefly we had the 116 and now we've got the one nine matchup so we have the air max one versus the nine seed the air max zero um let's just get into it boys this is our third bracket show uh on history this time it's a little bit smaller instead of 64 those ones always took up a lot but um, and you invite Spears to battle everybody. Uh, one verse nine. I'm happy to see that things didn't go chalk. Oh my gosh. Um, Bless. Uh, you know, all the way. Um, so I'm a fan of both of these shoes. Um, I, I remember when the zero came out like recently in the past couple, like, like within the last 10 years, um, and being like, man, probably should have gotten that one. Especially when there's an all like white version, I think with like just a little pop of like neon um, in there, and so um, maybe maybe it's teal, not neon, but still, uh, I remember being like, I, I really like that design. I like the forefoot. I like the big swoosh on it, uh, full swoosh, um, good size air bubble. Um, but for me, I got to go with the one varsity red. This is the big bubble version that we're showing on screen coming out here on the 24th uh they did a shock drop over the weekend that both me and matt missed out on um so but the 26th we'll get it supposedly a 26th so if you're listening to this before sunday set your alarms yep so um i'm very excited about that and then 
hopefully a golf version um, as well to match. We posted on our story also, are we getting a big bubble in the golf um, as well? So uh, I am the AM1 um, for this round. I'm going to go, Gumby, everything you said about the zero is totally true. Like it's one of the Air Maxes that I didn't get and I really want. Maybe I'll just find a pair online or something. But when this thing came out, it was like one shoe that I just wanted, but I just never had. So I'm going to go against you right now and do up, try to do an upset over the number one seed and go zero. And Matt is probably going to have a heart attack because, I don't know, I think he's – I think he might oh, go nine. I think I think this is gonna be um we're not trying to this do is this. It's gonna be FDU you over Purdue right now, I feel like. It it was everything you said about the zero is like exactly what I was thinking too, because it was just one of the yeah. air maxes that I just didn't grab when it came out. It's one okay, before I cast my vote, I, I, I just want to tell a story. Time, to be quite honest, you know, so I, I just want to put, I'll tell you a story. I had the, my brother and I, we both got the Air Max Zero when it came out. It always makes me wonder because the Zero was a sketch by Tinker. It's made with modern materials. If they could do that with the Air Max One, like with the modern materials, make the upper little sleeker, blah, blah, blah. Either way, I had find my way onto the Nike Tour van during a tournament. And my brother and I are in the Nike Tour van. We're standing there in our Air Max Zeros when the back door pops up. And I, oh, I'm forgetting his name. Paul Casey's caddy. Who's Paul Casey's caddy? Oh, oh Johnny Longsocks. Johnny Longsocks is standing there. Paul Casey's bag on his shoulder. And he's, because we're when you're up in the truck, when you're up in the truck, you're elevated, right? So he opens the door and he's looking right at her shoes. And he goes, mate, how can you get me a pair of those? <laughs> I was like. Oh, dude, this guy sent it like this before the legend of Johnny Longsocks like came up, you know. So he knew all about the Air Max Zero, all this stuff. I think I'm going. You go with your heart, man. That's what these are about. Wow, should I just coin flip it just so I can weasel out of this? Um, no. I'm gonna go. This I'm... is the year of upsets. Kansas is out. Purdue's out. Are you trying to sell? No, Air Max One, big bubble. You know why? Because right now, if both came out at the same time, I'd want the big bubble. So I, just because it's a big bubble, I'm going Air Max One. All right. We'll let it go. Man. It's... You almost had it, man. You almost had it. All right. There we go. Wow. The one moves on. I, I was fine with both of them going on, to be quite honest. Either one. I really like the zero. I really do. I, like I said. One of those things that I wish, but for the staple that is the one, it can go out later, but like it is the one, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the one. So I still feel like this is the only potential upset for the rest of these brackets, but let's take a look. Okay, so right. Air Max One I'll moving up two seven here. So oh, I'll go quick. Got... Air Max 95 for me. I'm gonna go with the two seed Air Max 95 over the Air Max 93.7. Same with you, Matt. 95. All right. Uh, that puts me out. I I said on a previous episode that I think the 93 would actually make a really fun golf shoe. Um, and so I will just hold by my guns and say it's a 93. Um, but the 97, these are cool. And and I think they've got like a, a lot of like ACG ties to them as well. 
um, where they don't have to just be like a basketball or, or a streetwear shoe. Um, it feels like they could be, you know, more than that. So um, nice. I'm moving on. All right. The three versus the Ooh. six matchup. This will be interesting to see where we go here. Keep you kick it off. Oh, this brought back memories of my. Oh, I can't remember. They're my Nike shocks, but they were the shocks on the whole, the whole bottom of the the sole. I oh. can't remember what series they were. Oh, but I love. This is tough. I love the full. I think he loves something. And he's frozen. He loves right, it right, so you, much. You go, and then we'll count. he can be the deciding vote for this one. I I, I have an I have a VaporMax Flyknit, uh, the laceless ones. I forgot which one. We have the Oreo VaporMax Flyknit three pictured here. For those of you that are listening, but I'm gonna go with the Air Max ninety just because it's made such a stupendous golf shoe. It gave us the Lobster ninety. It's uh, yeah. it's got the infrared. I still have a dead stock infrared, so I'm gonna go number three oh. seed here. I'm going with a favorite. Keith, are you back? I'm back. All right, what are you going with here? Matt went with the with the AM ninety. All right. You said that the Vapormax six gives you those some of those shock vibes a little bit. So in my meantime, in my meantime, when I was frozen, they were the Nike Shocks TLs. Ooh. That's what they were. With the shocks all the way through the bottom, as everybody can see right there. Ooh. Those oh, ones. There you go. And I had them in my school colors, white, royal, blue, and gray, and they were awesome. So when these came out, that it brought back that kind of feel with the, the vapor uh, flying at once. I'm going to go a little upset just because I've talked about it. I'm going to go vapor flying nets, and Matt whips out right. the 90s. So 1-1, one, one, deciding to go to me. Um, as someone that had an AM90 birthday cake once for his 30th birthday, we're going AM90. Wow. So um, that is I, – I like the Vapor Max. I really do. They were big on basketball courts for a while, and a lot of coaches wore them, stuff like that. I remember when I was doing games. Um, so they got to be, like, comfortable as hell. Uh, but sometimes it's fine it, like, wearing a sock like i don't know how i feel about the structure of that pulling up what could possibly be such like a heavy bottom with how big those like bubbles can be and stuff so um it's my only rationale reason otherwise i just love the 90 and we get the lobster from it so all right across the bracket we go to the four. Ooh, oh, this, Ooh. Is this is a very oh. interesting matchup here more interesting than I than I realized. Uh, my well, my wife just got a pair of this of these twenty nineties, and they look like they're sick. She's got like an all white with a little cream. I really wanted to get these, and then I I, for lack of a better word, bitched out and just got two uh, seventies in all white. And I should have gotten these, um, but I like like all white shoes. So, um, and then silver bullets are just classic. Um, I don't even know where I go on this. I, everyone loves a Cinderella. I'm I'm going with uh, I'm going with the 12 seed, the 2090. So Matt, you're going next. So Keith's the deciding vote. Uh, no, uh, my brother's favorite, uh, my brother's first Air Max was the Air Max 97. My friend Chris, I come to find out his first Air Max was the Air Max 97. 
I myself love the Air Max 97 golf shoe. I have the black and uh, pink one, but I just picked up another pair of the 2090. This is a controversial shoe a little bit. The thing I love about the 2090, I want to show those of you that, and those of you that are listening, huge pull tab in the back and a hole in the tongue. So you can just, and as I've gotten like older and I don't want to bend over anymore, but I want the shoe to go on correctly. This is such an easy shoe to get in and out of. Uh, very stable. Love the U bottom. This thing, 2090 is my vote. There we go. I was hoping for the 270 to move on because I just absolutely love that over the, yeah. Yeah. Over the 97. I know that was, that was, that was a tough call, but it would have been cool to have a 13 versus a 12 right now with the next bracket. Yeah, but I can even say that I think, the, the 270 was a little low on Matt's rankings. I think that could have been a little bit higher than 13. I, I think so, too. I You know, I, I it got late in the night. I got to say the committee was maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I, I wanted yeah. to honor some of the heritage, too. Like, you know, could the 270 have gone, like, you know, like where do we have the Air Max 93? The Air Max 93 was a 7? Yeah. 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 So maybe this could have been like an 11, 10, maybe over an 8 or a 9, but then you're an Air Max 0 or Air Max plus 10. So, yeah, it's it, it definitely may be seated higher, maybe for next year. Yeah. So right. I'm going to go with the upset. I love the 2090. Full sweep. Yep. 2090 moves on. All right. Do you have a pair, Keith? Do you have a pair of 2090s? I do not. I do not. I'm telling you, once you put them on, man, everybody's like super uh, surprised. I would love to get a pair of those in the the um, I can't think the zeros. Twenty ninety would be a sick golf shoe as well. I like yeah. I, we got to tie we we tie it all into golf, but this is our Air Max show. But I think there's some really good ones here that would be like really cool. And I see some similarities between twenty nineties, the regular nineties, obviously some ninety threes a little bit, and seventies. Yeah. Like there's there's like ninety three, two seventies, nineties, all in like one shoe which is kind of cool so that's why i love the 2090 because of its you know similarities to the 90 that yeah. mud guard that just speaks yeah. to me yeah yep, exactly so all right we are at one Oof. verse 12 in the final four Ooh. our matchup so we've got the am1 versus 2090 uh all right let's kick it off matt your thoughts it's just so hard because the only air max one i've had is that lunar one and i it grew on me so much so i've never had an og air max one i, and I had the air max I one golf say, i have one air max one. Oh, that's it yeah yeah and it's a it's my wedding shoe but it could be also they, they don't bring it out all that often no it's I, been a minute i talked to my wife about this because i know that i'm going to try and get these um when they come out on the 26 or the 24 whatever it is i think it's 26 air max day um and I have a 14. I size up for Air Maxes. That's one thing I have to do, size up for Air Maxes. The, I have this for my wedding shoe. I don't tie the laces. They're like little like knots on the ends. Like the laces aren't long enough in these. And part of me is wanting to size up again for these ones because I just, just in case, are a little too, like they just a little snug. Like the ones are just a touch snug. And I felt that with 90s too sometimes. Right. Like, a real 90 versus like the golf 90 it yeah. just gets a little bit higher right. and it just feels a little bit snugger and so i'm like i i think i might be going to a 15 
on these. Wow. And it's, it's weird because like, that's huge. Like that can be huge compared to like a 13 sometimes and stuff, but comparatively to what I have as a 14 AM one, I think I'd rather have it just be a little bit bigger. You know, and and it's safer. You could always wear extra socks, right? If it's exactly. too small, you can't wear it. At exactly. All. So, I, so this has been my debate because I know that I'm going to try and get these within the next couple of days. You know, so, um, man, I this is a tough one for me. I know I'm going first. I know I've talked about how much I love the 2090, but I can't deny history here. Yeah, I'm going to go with Air Max One. Wow. I'm going to I'm going to go 2090s. I I love it. I know I don't have a pair of them. And I don't have, I don't have a pair of the AM1s either. Um I do have different styles of the Air Maxes throughout the years, but just not not our final four except for our Air Max uh 90s over there as yeah. third seed. But 2090 for me. Yeah, I think um I think I know which way you're going. Yeah. As a designer, I've talked about this on the show a bunch, watching Pinker, watching him on abstract, watching him talk about the M1, all that stuff, like the, sorry, the Netflix documentary abstract. Um, it's just a shoe that lives in and it um, has enough, I have an affinity for. So uh, I'm looking forward to the revamp, looking forward to getting them in both the golf and a regular. So um, AM1 moves on for me so number one seed holds true okay those through as i think it should be in the air max challenge in the air max bracket so all right twos are up matt take it away what do we got left air max 95 versus the air max 90. uh one thing about 95s and 97s for me every time i've tried the regular versions uh you know, and I, man, if we do get a 95 golf i get the feeling like the 95 is the one that we haven't gotten yet from like the classic Air yep. Max uh, library. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get 95 next year, but I'm going with the 90. The 90 is more wearable to me. The 95s and 97s have never like fit me correctly. So I'm going with the 90 here. Yeah, I'm right with you too, Matt. I'm going with the 90 because it transitioned to a golf shoe and I have regular just sneak, uh, street wear of the 90s as well. Yeah, I think this one goes. This is might be our most unanimous one, especially infrared colorway. Ninety moving on. So now we've got the biggest decision of our bracket. This is the championship game. This is the one versus three seed. I think these are valuable candidates to be champion of our Amex bracket. They both have golf implications. They both have been a golf shoe. They both have great stylings coming out in. Um, specialty shoes between the the 90 lobsters and the AM1 f- always fresh peaches. This is going to be tough. And I don't know which way I'm going, so I'd like to go second, please. <laughs> I'll go first. I'm going to go first. Do it. I'll go first. I'm going to go third seed, 90s, just because I'm f- very familiar with the shoe, like I said, on and off the course. I love the styles. I love all the different colorways. I love the structure of them as well, you know, but I'm just not too familiar with the AM ones. So I'm just going with my gut on this and uh, what I have in the bag. And that's the Air Max 90s. Matt, we'll let it, we'll let it come down to Gumby. 
I thought Gumby wanted to go second. Oh, it's okay. Let it come down to me. I can do it. You can do it. You can unless, do it. Man. You can do it. Unless Matt stays with the nineties, and then we should then we should make it. I don't know. I, I've like said it. before, it's my number one Air Max. My number one Air Max is the 90. I've got the Lunar 90. I've got the Flyknit 90. I've got the Golf Dead Stock Infrared 90. I have two other colors still of the 90. Lobster 90. Just for me, the 90, and again, I've only had the Lunar Air Max one, but to me, the 90, I think historically was the shoe that you could be more of a cross trainer than a runner. So you could maybe play basketball or maybe do something. Remember, it was the 90s. We weren't quite as specialized as we used to, right, used to be. So Air Max 90 for me, uh, I welcome it to the Hall of Champions. Uh, it will be retired just alongside the Red Victory Red Polo and Tiger Woods from the last two Swoosh Life tournaments. But I'll let Gumby have his final words about the Air Max 1. You know, it's funny, though, because I think – putting them up against each other that I think that I would have gone to the Air Max 90. Like, wow. I, I really do. Wow. Like, as it is. So, um, <clears throat> especially the infrared, you know, there's also the Volt kind of colorway, too. That was what my I said I had my 30th birthday cake was one. Oh, yeah. So, and I love the lobsters so much. I play in 90s golfs all the time. Like, I think that the 90... It's just that, you know, it's, it's, they're both icons, but I think 90 became like more of that streetwear, like true icon that really propelled um, Air Maxes into new heights. So, yeah. And it's interesting. You could argue that 90 is more overplayed because it's been around for so long. But also, I'd argue like people haven't gotten sick of it. Like it's still on Nike by you. You, you know, like this colorway I picked up at a champs, like just because it's cool, you know, like there, there's so many like different color combos you can do with this shoe. So, wow. Congratulations, Air Max 90. Yeah. So this like is our full bracket as the one seed AM1 takes over the 16 seed. The nine AM0 goes uh, over the eight seed. The four seed silver bullets over the 13 seed, the 12 seed. Uh, 2090s over the five, uh, the two C 95s over the 793 or sorry, 15 seed, then the 793s over the 10, the three seated 90s over the 14, and then the six seated Vapor Maxes over the 11. Um, and then in our elite, uh, eight, we had 95s over the 93s, 90s over the Vapor Max, the ones over the zeros, the 2090s over the 93s, 95s, 97s. Oh my goodness. I just 93. Yeah. Uh, and then um, in the final four, the AM1 over the 2090 and the 90 over the 95s to then get us our champion of our 90, the Air Max 90 over the Air Max 1. So that is wow. our bracket. Hell of a time. Great little intro into Air Max week, Air Max day coming up. Again, don't forget to wear your air. Um, show us, tag us in your air on Air Max day Sunday, uh, March 26th, while you're watching the final round of the Dell match play. You played at Austin Country Club, so stay. And so that means it's time for 
Keith's picks. <laughs> intro music, intro <laughs> Keith's picks or something. You know, I love, uh, it. I love so it. The Dell match play. Obviously, we just did a bracket. This is a bracket style challenge of of um, golf, and then March Madness is happening all the same time. It's a great little lead in. Great little uh, like we planned it almost tease. Um, so. I have the early 2-0 lead in um, in our season-long race for the cup. And, I yes, I will probably make a cup um, so that we can have it and tote it around. Uh, what are we thinking this week, boys? And we won't really go through all the seedings. You can get all that on PGATour.com. Go through C. Um, some of the big seedings is that Scotty is obviously a one seed. Uh, John Rahm is two. I think John Rahm plays up against like Ricky Fowler, Rom, uh, or Scotty's playing against like uh, Nike guy, Doug Gim, um, all yep. that stuff. Um, so there's some, you know, Rory's in there as well. Um, all of our guys pretty much there, Tommy, Tony. Um, so we have a bevy of people to pick from. Now the question is whether we actually decide to pick Sheffield for once or not. <laughs> so, it's the, it, I thought that's the joke for now. Yeah, it's going to be the joke. Because right. like, he's, he's doing awesome. Yeah. Jason Day's in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, there's, there's so many other guys that we could, you know, put our bad juju on, right? Like, <laughs> I'm going to go, uh, man. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. I'm going to, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to go with Rory. Nice. Good pick. I think he's over. He's, He's due for something. He needs a little pep uh, pep start to uh, a couple weeks from now. Supposedly, yeah. driver trains his driver shaft length as well. Yeah. Um, and other, they also tease some other equipment updates coming before the Masters. But I heard that he played the Masters recently. Also, Tiger played the Masters recently. Went out there little scouting trips. Um, I heard that he tore up Augusta. So, not surprised. We will surprising. see. We will see. Maybe I, it's just wishful thinking on my part that the equipment changes will. I, I I just I feel so bad for Rory because he played so well. He wins in Dubai, and then all of a sudden it seems like this stuff came up out of nowhere. Yeah, like yeah. just absolutely out of nowhere. And I, my brother pointed out that there were some stats out there that just overall he he hasn't been playing well. So it's just I think he's hit a little slump. So wishful thinking. Hopefully he gets it together. But if he if he exits early and just gets to practice and relax, not the worst thing in the world either. But I'm gonna stick with my guy Rory. I was I watched Tommy all weekend on Saturday and Sunday just to you know finally root him on, get him you know get him a W. I even wore it tonight. Even I wore like a Tommy Fleetwood hat that he should have wore on Sunday, and he probably could have won the thing if I gave him this hat. Right. He would just if he could definitely pull this off because I'm trying to grow the flow back out a little bit. But I wanted to bring that up at the beginning of the podcast because I really want Tommy to win, right? But I feel like he's played good the last couple weeks. I think he might be a little tired going into this week. So I am not going to pick Tommy. This is just – That's what I was thinking. I'm with yeah. you there. I, that's I'm a good line not, of thinking. I'd like to save Tommy maybe for like a master's pick because I feel like he'll recharge after this week. I think he might be out early and get ready for Augusta in two weeks from now. But one guy I like, and I don't know anybody else in his bracket, and he's a number 10th seed. And that's Tony Finon. I'm going with him. I like that. I pick. feel like he can get out of that bracket and go that's a, good a little distance. That is a good pick. So, 
Oh, down to me, huh? The leader in the clubhouse. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. <laughs> I'm just going to write these down. So that is Keith with Tony. And then Matt with Rory. Hmm. I wonder who I'm going to go with. I'm going with Tommy Fleetwood. He is Woo! a play guy. Ryder Cups, everything like that. He's a match play guy. I think that he is swinging up on the momentum. Swinging up. He knows that he can do it. He just had two bad swings on Sunday. Tommy Fleetwood is my guy. And his bracket's not that bad. And ran, he just ran into a guy with a hot putter. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Moore was putting out of his mind. So We will shout out Taylor Moore on this for winning the Valspar. Former Nike guy when he was on the Corn Ferry Tour. So congratulations. Um, and we have to shout out our girl Gabby Ruffles as winner, well winner. for winning um, on the Epson Tour, right? And, yep. you know, on the Epson Tour. And then so, two weeks before that, we haven't talked to you guys since our guy Scotty Scheffler won. Yeah. The Scotty fifth major. Players. Um, big, big time. Thank you guys coming through for us. And then we're leading into our favorite time of the year. So, uh, we will be off slightly next week. We'll be preparing for our master's episode, blowout episode. We will probably be on early, get some stuff just from the three of us. Then Justin will be joining us for tales from Augusta. Um, I've got a little insider information that, that Augusta, Listen to our podcast. Oh, yeah, um, oh. and they got a little, little upset at Justin for some stuff that he said. So, but a little, but a little. I don't, I don't even think he said some stuff bad. So that's like, man, guys, guys, listen to our podcast. But unlike the snake pack, we will not be canceled. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, but this was a fun one. Keep you under an hour fifteen. Nice little listen in the car. Uh, on your, you know, start it in the morning commute, end it in the afternoon commute. Uh, but this has been a fun one. Air Max Day. Um, <clears throat> remember, become a supporter of the podcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Swoosh Life podcast slash support or slash the Swoosh Life slash support. I actually don't even know if it's still anchor.fm. I probably should update that. Um, I think it still goes there because – Hey, it's on them to communicate those changes. We also still had – we have a bunch of new supporters um, to the podcast. Shout out um, two of my friends. Uh, well, one's my sister, and then one's uh, my friend Joe, and then uh, Michael Bulger as well, joining the supporter group. Um, and then Keith, what do we got left for these stickers? These stickers went hot, huh? Yeah, they went pretty hot. We got a good amount uh, ordered in, and a lot of them went out the door. So by the time this podcast comes out, if everybody's listening on Wednesday, we have about like 10 sets left. And we, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Yeah. From Gumby, Matt, and I, that uh, that these stickers were created, that you guys are supporting the podcast. Here they are, right here. I sent them out to everybody who's bought one so far. Matt, Gumby, Nick, Blake, you guys will all get them. Mullen, you guys will get them soon too, as well. Um, they're great. We got more things coming down the line with everything. More stickers, a little bit different designs, possibly coming down the line, which are going to be great. We might. Gumby, we're getting pretty close to 900, right? Yeah, so um, I'm going to let Matt do his little last – any last words, and then I'll finish it up with a with a bigger announcement as well. Can I ask one more question for you guys? Yeah. What Nike ball would you bring back Ooh. since we talked the balls? Uh, it's the last one, 20XI Platinum. Ooh. That's me. Yeah. I don't know. Gumby? 
Yeah, resin. Yeah, I love the proto. I still have the proto. Um, I sent you the protos. I think I sent right. Did right? Did right? Mullen get the protos? Yeah, I think so. Do you have uh, protos? I have, I, I have a. I still have a full like uh, twelve pack of them. Yeah. Like yeah. they won't be touched. It's either that or the tour D. Oh, yeah. that was my hole in one ball. Yeah, that's your right hole in one ball. I think the hard thing though is like uh, I was you know I was meaning to mention this and. Of course, we're going to go past 115 now because you know, <laughs> all right. We, still got time. we were talking about equipment changes, like with the ball. The last time they really did a big equipment change is the wedge change about a decade plus ago, That's is right. when they went, you know, the U grooves versus V grooves. Yeah. And man, remember, like it was so easy to like, you know, chop and spin the ball. And of course, like it just cut the cover like crazy. So then the balls got softer and the balls got even livelier. Actually, so to actually like I I feel like that actually helped make the ball hotter than it used to be. Yeah. Interesting, interesting thing. Right. I would also right. like to mention that I brought that up because my friend Chris still plays victory red wedges with those illegal grooves, and that's how he won his championship in 2020. <laughs> so that whole thing is under protest. <laughs> Let all it right. be on the record. Those that's all you got words. from me. Those are your final words, Matt. All right. I want to Mikey one ball back, the original one. There you go. All right, so as Keith, as Keith mentioned, we're close to 900 followers and a thousand. We've been talking about this for a while. We're doing a huge, huge giveaway, and so I'm gonna go big screen here for me. Um, so we really can't thank you guys enough for supporting the podcast. We're super excited. The growth over the past like year, even past couple of weeks, has been awesome and, and amazing to see. We want to give back to you. That's always what we're gonna do. Is just give back to you. And so, like we said, we have a big giveaway coming up at a thousand followers. So now that we're close to 900, we're going to announce it and then we're going to start pumping it up. We're going to give away a hundred dollar Nike gift card, a new hat that we're coming out with, with the box logo on a hat, um, a bunch of other stuff that we can conjure up. But this will be a huge, like, great little giveaway for all of you guys to get us to a thousand and all that stuff. So what you got to do, go on our post when we post about it, tag three friends and the Swoosh Life podcast, and just grow our platform so we can keep giving back to you. And we want to just keep talking about Nike, shoes, golf, all of the above um, that truly encompasses the Swoosh Life podcast and, and just living the Swoosh Life. So, um, so go, go pump us up. We'll, again, we'll announce via an actual post at 900 and so we're really close and by the time you're listening to this we're probably already seeing this post but if not um get us to a thousand and then let's keep this rocket ship just going to the moon and not to steal that from anyone else please don't sue us barstool uh but uh, you know this is it's been really fun for us the past couple of years especially starting off with nick and now with keith and matt joining in for me um i truly appreciate it so thank you guys for all your support we keep looking forward to it and um yeah for this Rich life podcast that's been uh, I'm Gumby. That's been Keith. That's been Matt. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at the Swoosh Life Podcast to stay up to date on all things Swoosh. And if you have any questions, comments, or business inquiries, please email us at the Swoosh Life Podcast at gmail.com. And lastly, give us a follow or review and become a supporter of the podcast at anchor.fm backslash the swoosh life backslash support. Thank you all for listening 
See you in the next one. Checks over stripes, yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. That's what we like. Yeah.